Welcome to Zichud Dafsi Manim. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're in Zechus Rosh Hashanah Davav, the first parak of Rosh Hashanah. This Masekta has been generously sponsored as a schus for Chaya Bas Esther. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings another Bryce that teaches the various chiyuvim that the prohibition of Baltachir applies to, based on the following pasuk: Moses Vasecha Tishmor Vasisa Kasheni Darta Lashem Al Kecho. What emerges from your lips you shall observe, and you shall do just as you vowed to Hashem your God, on the dava that you spoke with your mouth. The Bryce state, Bafichach, with your mouth, refers to Sadaka, that one would transgress if he delayed bringing it. Rabbi said, In the case of Staka, one is Chayv immediately, even before any Yanta passes. What's the reason? Because poor people stand before us who need Staka without delay. When the Gemara remarks that this is obvious, it answers that you might have said, that since the prohibition against delaying stalker is written in context of Karbanas, one should not be chayv until three were going past, as in the case of Karbanas. Rabbi therefore is coming to teach that it's only in the case of Karbanas that the chayv is after three were going. But in the case of Sadaka, the chayv is not contingent on the passage of the going. Because poor people are common and need stalker immediately. Point number two, Rabbi also said, Once the three were going past, one is chayv each and every day for violating the mitzvah of Baal The Mir explains that since the mitzvah of Baal does not apply at night, since Karbanas cannot be offered at night, therefore the mitzvah is renewed each morning. When the Gemara brings up Brisa to challenge Rav that state that one is chayv for Baal when three regalim has passed and did not state that one is chayv each and every day, it answers that Rav can answer that the ton is seeking to explain when the vow would begin to be chayv for violating a prohibition. But it is not seeking extra, meaning repeated, prohibitions. And pointing with you, Rabbi Zer inquired, What is the status of a woman with regard to the mitzvah of Baal Do we say that she's not obligated in the mitzvah of Re'ia, which requires appearance in the base of Migdash on the Regalim, and therefore she should not be subject to the prohibition against the laying? Or perhaps we say that she's chayv in the mitzvah of Simcha, which requires one to visit Yerushalayim, on their going, and therefore she should be subject to the prohibition against delaying. Abai said to Rabbi Zerah, Let it, referring to Rechiva against delaying, emerge from the fact that she's chayv in the mitzvah of Simcha. The Gemara asked if Abai really said this, for Abai has said, In the case of a woman, it's her husband who's chayv to make her rejoice in the going, and the woman herself is not chayv to observe the mitzvah. The Gemara answered that Abai was asking according to the view of Rabbi Zerah, who clearly holds that a woman is chayv to rejoice, on the Regalim. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings another Bryce that teaches the various chiyuvim that the prohibition of Baal Ta'achir applies to based on the following Pasuk. What emerges from your lips you shall observe and you'll do just as you vowed to Hashem your God on the Dava that you spoke with your mouth. The Bryce has stated with your mouth refers to Tzedakah that one would transgress if he delayed bringing it. Rabbi said in the case of Tzedakah one is chayv immediately, even before any yanta passes. What's the reason? The hakaime anim, because poor people stand before us who need stuck without delay. When the Gemara remarks that this is obvious, it answers, you might have said, since the prohibition against delaying stuck is written in context of a kabanas, one should not be chayv until three regalim pass, as in the case of kabanas. Rabbi therefore is coming to teach that it is only in the case of kabanas that the chayv is after three regalim. But in the case of sadaka. The chiv is not contingent on the passage of the regalim, the ha'ashchich ha'enim, because poor people are common and need stalker immediately. Pointing to Rava also said, Kevin she'avru lav gimur regalim, v'chol yom v'yom over babal ta'achir. Once the three regalim pass, 
one is chayv each and every day for violating the mitzvah of Baal The mirror explains that since the mitzvah of Baal does not apply at night, since karbonus cannot be offered at night, therefore the mitzvah is renewed each morning. And the more brings a brisa to challenge Rav that stated that one is chayv for Baal When three are gone from the past and did not state that one is chayv each and every day, it answers that Rav could answer that the Tan seeking to explain when the vow would begin to be chayv for violating a prohibition. But he's not seeking extra, meaning repeated, prohibition. And pointing with you, Rabbi Zer inquired, What is the status of a woman with regard to the mitzvah of Do we say that she's not obligated in the mitzvah of Re'iyah, which requires appearance in the base of Migdash and the Ragon, and therefore she should not be subject to the prohibition against the laying? Or perhaps we say that she is chayv in the mitzvah of Simcha, which requires one visit Yushalayim on the Ragon, and therefore she should be subject to the prohibition against the laying. Abayah said to Rabbi Zerah, Let it, referring to Rechiv against the laying, emerge from the fact that she's chayv in the mitzvah of Simcha. The more asked if Abayah really said this, for Abayah said, In the case of a woman, it's her husband who's chayv to make her rejoice on the Ragon, and the woman herself is not chayv to observe this mitzvah. The more answer is that Abayah was asking according to the view of Rabbi Zerah, who clearly holds that a woman is chayv to rejoice on the Ragalim. All right, so now we go to our Simr Davav, and our standard simon is a sword, because the Vav is straight like a sword. So there you go. So here goes. The wealthy sword swallower who gave out Sadak immediately to the Anim lined up on watching him perform, because he learned that one is high for Balta Acher each and every day after the deadline, realized his wife was feeling left out of Balta Acher, so he gave her a beautiful sword necklace to be Masameacher. For the Chag. So once again, it's slow motion. The wealthy sword swallower. Sword? That must be more Duff. Vav. The wealthy sword swallower who gave out tzedakah immediately to the anim lined up and watching him perform, which reminds us we learned from Befichot that one is high for Balta Acher on tzedakah, and he has to give it out immediately because the anim need it immediately without delay, and he shouldn't think that he's only high after three or going past, like in the case of Karbanas. So the wealthy sword swallower who gave out tzedakah immediately to the anim lined up and watching him perform, because he learned that one is high for Balta Acher each and every day, after the deadline, which reminds us, one is high for Balta Acher for each and every day after the deadline passes. The Mary explains that since the mitzvah of Balta Acher does not apply at night, since Karbanas cannot be offered at night, therefore the mitzvah is renewed each morning. So the wealthy sword swallower, who gave out tzedakah immediately to the anim, lined up and watching him perform, because he learned that one is high for Balta Acher each and every day after the deadline, realized his wife was feeling left out of Balta Acher, so he gave her a beautiful sword necklace to be Masamecher for the Chag. Which reminds us, Rabbi Zer inquired if women are chayv in Balta Acher, perhaps since they're not chayv in Re'iya, they're not chayv in Balta Acher, or perhaps since they are chayv in Simcha, they are chayv in Balta Acher. According to Abai, women are not chayv in Simcha, rather it's the husband who's chayv to be Masamecher. So once again, the wealthy sword swallower who gave out tzedakah immediately to the anim, lined up and watching him perform, because he learned that one is chayv for Balta Acher, each and every day after the deadline, realized his wife was feeling left out of Baltacher, so he gave her a beautiful sword necklace to be Masamecher for the Chag. Alright, now it's time for a four block back Chazara. Daf base, so the Simmer Daf base is a bias, is a house. So here goes. The royal house, royal house, that must be on Daf base. The royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, which reminds us the opening mission teaches that the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah from Malachim, which Rav Chisla said is needed with respect to Staros for documents. It was taught in the Mishnah, Shtar Echov Amdamim Pesulim, Mucharim Bekshirim, predated dead documents or puzzle, 
or post-dated ones are kosher. If the loan document is predated, the lender could use it to unlawfully collect properties that the borrower sold before the actual date of the loan, but after the date recorded in the document. Since stars are commonly dated using the year of the king's reign, it's necessary to have a standardized method of reckoning that year to determine whether a particular document is predated or post-dated. So the royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, featured a massive mural depicting the history of Israel from Yitzhak Yitzray, which reminds Rabbi Yochanan said, from where do we know that we count the years of kings only from Nisan? Makish Malka Shlomo will Yitzhak Yitzray, the Pasuk compares the reign of Shlomo to Yitzhak Yitzray with respect to counting the years. Ma Yitzhak Yitzray men Nisan of Malka Shlomo men Nisan. Therefore, just as the years from Yitzhak Yitzray are counted from Nisan, so to the years of the reign of Shlomo are counted from Nisan. So, the royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, featured a massive mural depicting the history of Israel, from Yitzhak Yitzrayim all the way to the death of Aaron. Which reminds the Gemara how we know we count the years from Yitzhak Yitzrayim from Nisan, perhaps we count them from Tishrei. And answers that one should not consider that possibility, since, when referring to Aaron's death that took place in Av, the Torah describes it as occurring in the 40th year from the Exodus. And referring to the beginning of Moshe's speech in the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, which was said five months later, with Tishrei in between, the Torah also describes it as occurring in the 40th year. Makal the Rosh Hashanah loved Tishrei Hu. It is evident that the Rosh Hashanah, with respect to Yitzhak Yitzrayim, is not Tishrei. Dav Kimmel. So the Simmer Dav Gimel is a gamal, a camel. So here goes. The camels, camels. That must be more than Dav Gimel. Gamal. The camels competing in the great annual camel race, taking place in the second month in the second. Which reminds the Gemara brings a different source to show that the years of the king's reign are counted from Nisan. Mohazer said it's derived from Viachol Ivnos Bechol Shesheni Besheni Bishnas Arbogamachuso. He, referring to Shlomelk, began to build the base of Mikdash in the second month, which is the ER, in the second, in the fourth year of his reign. What does the Pasuk mean by repeating in the second? Does it not mean the second month after the month from which the king's reign is counted? That is, ER is the second month of the king's reign, which begins in Nisan. We see from here that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for kings. So, the camels competing in the great annual camel race taking place in the second month in the second race past the non-Jewish king whose reign was counted in Tishrei. Which reminds us, with regard to the mission's ruling that Nisan is a Rosh Hashanah for kings, Rav Chista said, They taught this ruling only with respect to the kings of Israel, but with respect to the kings of the other nations of the world, we count their reigns from Tishrei. Since, in referring to an incident with Nehemiah that took place in Kislev, the Pasuk describes it as occurring in the 20th year, and referring to an incident that took place later in Nisan, the Pasuk also describes it as occurring in the 20th year, but called the Rosh Hashanah of Nisan, who evidently the Rosh Hashanah with respect to the king's reign is not Nisan. And once we know it's not Nisan, it stands to reason that it begins in Tishrei, which marks the new year in many other contexts. So the camels competing in the great annual camel race, taking place in the second month, in the second, race past a non-Jewish king, whose reign was counted in Tishrei, and who was beginning to look sour as he realized he was about to lose this massive bet. Which reminds us when Rav Yosef challenged with Chisla's ruling that the reign of non-Jewish kings is reckoned from Tishrei, based on Psukim referring to Daryabesh's reign, where Tishrei did not trigger the next year count of his reign, Rabbi Yitzhak answered, Korish mel Yisrael. Korish, referring to Daryabesh, was a virtuous king, therefore they reckoned his reign as they would for kings of Israel from Nisan. When later Psukim were brought, they demonstrated that Nisan did not trigger the next year of his reign, Rabbi Yitzhak answered that it was not a kasha, Kadim Kodim Shehich meets here in the Parsha about the resumption of the Temple's construction, which reckons Daryavesh's second year as beginning in Nisan, the references of the period before he soured. 
Whereas here in the Parsha which does not reckon his seventh year as beginning in Nisan, the reference is to the period after he soured. And then we're on the next stop, we'll discuss how Daryavesh soured. Daf Dalit. So the similar Daf Dalit is a door. So here goes. The door, door. That must mean we're in Daf Dalit. Dalit, door. The door to enter the shul featured a huge slot for giving tzedakah to get into Olam Haba, which reminds us Rav Kahana objected to Rabbi Yitzhak's contention that Daryavesh soured by the time of Ezra's journey, for it's written in a letter that he sent with Ezra to give the governors of Yehuda that the Jews should be given whatever animals as offerings and supplies they needed daily without fail. Rabbi Yitzhak answered that from this very passage, we can see that he acted purely for selfish motives rather than the sake of heaven. For Daryavesh says, so they may offer pleasing offerings to God of heaven and pray for the lives of the king and his children. The more questions if this is problematic, for it's taught in Abraisa, concerning one who says, I donate this out to Tzedakah, so that my son shall live in this chus of the mitzvah, or that I should have a share in Olam Haba, or is that Tzadik Gamur? This person is a complete Tzadik. So why should Daryavesh be considered self-serving? The Gemara answers that this is not a difficulty. Come be Israel, come be of the Chochavim here. The Brisa deals with the Jew, while here, in the case of Daryavesh, we're dealing with idolaters. So the door to enter the shul featured a huge slot for giving Sadaka to get into Olam Haba, and was made of alternating rows of wood and marble. Which reminds the Gemara brings three differences between how Shlomo Melch and Daryavesh built the temple with rows of wood between rows of marble, which demonstrate how Daryavesh had soured. So the door to enter the shul featured a huge slot for giving Sadaka to get into Olam Haba, and was made of alternating rows of wood and marble. Whereas the exit door next to it had a Yom Tov calendar posted on it, reminding members not to transgress the Losase of Balta Acher. Which reminds the mission today that Nisan is also the Rosh Hashanah for the Ragaim. And the Gemara explains the legal significance, The Nafkamina relates to one who made a vow with respect to subjugating him to the Losase of Do Not Delay. One who voluntarily vowed to bring an offering is prohibited to delay fulfillment of his vow beyond a certain period. The Gemara brings a five-way Malchokas regarding when one transgresses our mission is like Rabbi Shimon who holds Shal Shagam Kassidun V'chagam Matzos Techila. The three Chagim must pass in sequence with Pesach first. Daf Hay. So the similar Daf Hay is Hay. So here goes. The children joyously jumping in the Hay. Hay. That must be one Daf Hay. The children joyously jumping in the Hay for the seven days of Tashlumim for Shavuos, which reminds us, the Gemara asks where the Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon derive that Shavuos has seven days of Tashlumim and answers that they derive it from the source presented in the Brice Atop by Rabbi Bar Shmuel, which taught... The Torah said two things, count days and sanctify Rosh Chodesh, count days and sanctify Chodesh This teaches, just at the beginning of the month is sanctified for a period equal to one of the units by which it is counted, meaning a day, so to Shavuos is sanctified for a period equal to one of the units by which it is counted, meaning a week. So the children joyously jumping in the hay for the seven days of Tashlumim for Shavuos, Watching the Balta Acher Parade, featuring several Chiyuvim, such as Nadarim and Nadavos, as well as Pe'aleka and Sadaka, which reminds us that Bryson Dav Dawad Amaralov listed several obligations that are subject to the prohibition of Balta Acher, such as Nadarim, Nadavos, Hekdeshos, Sadakos, Maisos, Bechor, Pe'aleka, Shechel, more. The Gemara here brings the source for each of these rulings. So the children joyously jumping in the hay for the seven days of Tashlumi for Shavuos, watching the Balta Acher Parade, Featuring several chiyuvim, such as Nadarim and the Davos, as well as Pe'aleket and Zedaka, were fascinated when one man noticed the blemish on his offering and transferred its Kedusha to a substitute. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks what the Bryce is referring to when it teaches that one is not high for Balta Acher, 
for delaying payment of chiluf, of in substitute. And after the first explanation is rejected, Rav Shesha said, Kagon We're doing the case where two Ragaim passed, and then the original Ola Shlomi became blemished, whereupon he transferred his Kedushin to another animal, and one more Yantav passed. You might have thought, Since the substitute comes by virtue of the first offering, it's treated as a single offering that passed three Ragaim, and the owner should be high for Baltachir. The Pasuk is coming to teach that he's not high. Are right, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.